Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by my beautiful and talented wife, Miss Southern Shell. Shell, how's it going? It's going really well. Had a good week so far? It's been a busy week. We wrapped up uh, the last of our turkey videos for the year. You I did turkey heavy this year. I went three turkey videos. I didn't, I didn't hold no punches. We started out with the club, come back with the, what was stuffed. it, stuffed and smoked turkey last week, and then rounded it out with a Texas-style turkey breast. That's what we're going to talk about first, right? Or you got something you want to get into? App. The app is back up. Kind of. Kind of. We noticed, well, the company redesigned it, or not redesigned it, just made sure everything was functioning properly, added a like feature to it. So what had happened was we hired a freelancer. The first time. The first time. And so we had an app, but it crashed. It did. <laughs> it made it fine for, I don't know, almost was it a year? Almost a year. And yeah. then they issued an update on the, the, was the, it the, the website that basically we, pushes the recipes to the app updated when that happened. Everything. It's time to update the app to go along with that one. And lo and behold, we couldn't get in touch with the The fella that (laughs) that created the app. So we didn't have no clue how to update it. But we hired another company to go in and get it all working. And they they issued an update for... It was a big deal. Like, um, we've been working on this since July. Yeah, it's it took a while. Yeah, because they had to figure out what the guy did first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's, what, that's the best way I know how to explain it. That's what they told me. So this week we've been testing it, and everything looked great on our end. Everything looked great on their end. We released it, but a few people are still having issues. I think it's the Android people mainly, right? I, we're working on it. Working on it. They know, you and have now to we have update a- it. You have to actually go in and update the app to to get the new. Version. Oh yeah, it can't just be set it's to auto gonna, or whatever. Yeah, 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 that's what I did. I went into my. I have an iPhone, and I went into my settings on the you know the app store where my apps were, yeah. and it made it manually pull down the updates. And then it, it took it for a while before it ever told me there was an update. And then after a few hours, it said update available, and I updated it. Yeah, and then it's worked fine since. It's a lot faster from what I've seen. Yeah, and there's a save feature, a yeah. favorite feature. And you can get to the, all the social posts. You can get to the podcast on it. Listen to us. Yeah. You can get to the shop. You need some supplies. And you can archive all your favorite old videos or what, or your you know the recipes, recipes and all yeah. that. So that's cool. Hope it continues to work. Hope we, we we'll we're, we're paying for we're paying for app monitoring now. So if there's problems, y'all let we'll us get, know. Yeah, we'll, we'll get those we, kinks worked out yeah. over the next. But most people are having no problems and it's working. Good. What have you learned from this whole app experience? That I know nothing about apps <laughs> and development of apps, and you're you're pretty much in their uh, hands. Yeah. And there's a hurry up and wait approach to it, and nothing gets done fast. <laughs> That's good. I know why app guys, app developers make so much money. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and that's all Greek e- to me. I, you know. Yeah, everybody kept emailing like, I sure wish you'd get that app working. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> it is handy, though. I, I mean, it's a, oh, yeah, I, I use it when, I'm, when I go back and do some old recipes. I don't remember all that stuff. I go back and reference them. If I'm going to the grocery store, I'll pull it out. Okay, I, I need too. this and this. I'm making that yeah. for that here. It's, it, it makes it easier than having to just get on the computer and or try to navigate it through a Safari or something, you know, a browser. So update the app if you still have issues. 
let us know. Yeah. Let, so email Shell. Yeah. Email me. Don't email me. They'll get lost. Don't email Malcolm. <laughs> I try to check them. It's just a flood. Um, You're not the best at checking emails to begin I'm with. Not. I'm not. I'm better um, at putting something on the pit. <laughs> we all and have that's our what talents. I did this week. Texas turkey. <laughs> well, we'll have one, I have one other thing. PK giveaway. Oh, yeah. Now, the, like, we, I briefly mentioned that last week, but it goes live Sunday. Have we, did you set a time it's going live? I forgot. Whenever yeah, we post it, it right Sunday time. on Instagram, it's live. Yeah. And then it's going and it down. Week, so. It's going to, It's going for a full week. So the next Sunday, it'll Sunday be over. Sunday. And we'll be, if, if you follow us on all the social sites, you'll see about it. But the post will be on our Instagram, uh, main How to Barbecue Right page on Instagram. It'll be the last post up for that whole week, and we'll probably do some stories and stuff, but it'll be the main post on our site. And you can comment on that post. All you have to do is like our page, like PK's page. and Tag a friend. Tag a friend. It's that easy. And you win. You could win a PK360. Potentially. One person's going to win. One lucky person's going to win a brand new 360, a little more uh, raised grate, and um, a, a Maverick, Maverick Wire Pro. I guess it's a, it might be wireless probe thermometer i think i'm sure it has a wire to the meat probe but then i think it looked like it had a little hand i didn't i didn't look at it real hard but it's it's a hundred dollar you know thermometer at least i would think yeah the whole value package is like 900 bucks so we're lucky enough to give that away and it'll be shipped right to you all you have to do is enter you don't do anything else no purchase necessary 18 and on 18 and over u.s resident only enter once not affiliated with Instagram. Anything else I got to say? Uh, I think you covered it. I think I covered it. So check out for that if you want to try to it's win coming. 360, which is an awesome grill. Yeah, and it can't go to one of my friends. So I mean, <laughs> I guess you could. I don't. I don't know what they'll do. I, I'm not actually picking the winner. I told PK that I didn't want to be considered doing favoritism or anything. So they've got a yeah. randomly generated uh, number selection thing, and it's going to. I guess it'll count, it'll pick out a number. They'll count down the post, and whoever's the lucky person will get it. Yeah. And it's coming from PK. They're going to ship it right to you, so you don't have to do anything. Just wait to be contacted. I, they're they're, they're going to tell me who the winner is, and, and we will uh, make a post about the winner. Yes. And hopefully they'll put a picture and tag us in it when they get a brand-new PK delivered yeah. to their home. But the whole thing is because PK's doing that giveaway all winter long. Like if you buy new grills. The turkey they've got, takedown. Yeah. yeah. What is the turkey take like? They, they want to get. I think that's just their name of their promotion. They're getting rid of turkeys. Like at turkey time's taking, over, it's back time to grill, and so the PK three sixty or the PKs are the no, ones. No, I think you you're do. taking down turkeys with your PK. Okay, well, hey, I'm <laughs> that's the way it. I thought. I can, I can take down some turkeys. <laughs> Speaking of turkeys. Speaking of turkeys. <laughs> now we can talk about. I did one last turkey video last week for the year. It's my last one. I promise you. Yeah, and it was appropriate, but it was I, I didn't want to do like a traditional Thanksgiving style recipe. And if you've ever been to Texas and seen turkey on the menu, this is pretty much how they do it most places. They take these monster sized turkey breasts. I Where don't do know. they source them? I'm guessing Benny Keith or maybe okay. U.S. Foods in Texas or Cisco or somewhere, or maybe some people maybe they're processed over there. I don't know. I don't know where they're getting these. A Goliath turkey breast, <laughs> but they're monsters. They're four or five pounds just each breast on each side. So it's got to come off a big turkey. These ain't no 10, 12 pounders. <laughs> Can you imagine the size of that turkey? It's got to be walking around bowed up. I mean, like he's been worked out. I, I, I want to know. Now I want to buy like a 24, 25 pound turkey just and cut them off myself. 
And I don't know why I never thought of that. It never occurred to me. I've been wanting to do this recipe for a while because I, we went over to, to Lockhart back when the MBBQA was there. It's been some years ago. It was in San Marcos, and mm-hmm. we took our own little barbecue crawl and hit up some of those years, spots. Yeah. All of them had turkey on the menu, and it was great. It's you know it's got we that, never had turkey like that. No, it, no, it was because it was kind of. Would you would you call it black pepper turkey too? It's just like a savory seasoning on the outside. Salt and pepper do such a wonderful thing when you put it in some smoke <laughs> like that. I mean, it's not overly peppery. It's not overly salty. It's just a great savory flavor. Yeah, and it tastes like it's more than just salt. Yeah, and it, and it makes a good bark on it, yeah. and it sticks to this. It sticks to the meat. You know, they pull the skin off of these, and then somebody I saw some comments. People said they leave the skin on. I guess you could. But to me, you're going to lose all that. You're not going to get you're gonna, the bark. You're not going. Even if you did, it's gone when you slice it. You know, yeah. you know those pieces. It, it it tears up so much. I just think it was great to do it without it. I yeah. like that style. And smoked turkey skin is not that great to begin with. No, it doesn't get crispy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's going to be yeah. So I, I took like the skin off, trimmed it up. There wasn't nothing to trim it up. I mean, it had a little bit of fat. These were like some fresh turkey breast that that had been grown from a farm somewhere. You know, locally sourced. Uh, I guess they come. I didn't ask Kevin where what farm they come from. It had a sticker on it. I don't even remember what it was. But they come like wrapped up in foil, double packed in the vacuum sealed pouch with the logo, some farm on it. And uh, when I got them, they were he partially froze them to, to ship them, and I just stuck them in the fridge and let them thaw. You know, finish thawing out. They were perfect. I mean, did you talk about where you got them? Yeah, they come from uh, my buddy. So I couldn't get these at the store. Yeah. And I could, I've, never, I've been looking for them, never found them. And so I called, uh, I was talking to Kevin down at the butcher shop. He owns a butcher shop in Pensacola. Gets us a lot of great meat. Competition meat. He's got all kinds of stuff. The good Wagyu meat. I mean, and um, I asked him, he's like, man, you got anything going on, you know, this for these next few recipes? And I said, well, I'd really like to do these, you know, Texas style turkey breasts, but I can't find them. He said, well, man, let me make some calls. Because it wasn't something that he sells all the time. And he said, man, I got you. How many you want? He's he, such a good Yeah. Teacher. Oh, yeah. And so he, he shipped them up to me, and uh, and I did them this week. They're fantastic. Um, so we're, you got the idea from Lockhart, Texas. From Yeah, I guess it was that's the first place I had it. I mean, now when we went out to Arizona, Little Miss Barbecue had turkey, the same style turkey. They're doing Texas-style barbecue, yeah. and it was good there, too. But these tur- this turkey isn't served with uh, um, – sauce or anything yeah. like that they just they cook these turkey breasts and they take them off and they hold them warm until you get ready to buy it at the restaurant and they put it up there and slice off how much ever you want now, it's sold by the pound but you may go in there and say give me you know a, sl- a slice of turkey breast a couple of ribs and then half a pound of brisket or whatever that's yeah. how you order it you can order it by the pound or by the slice however you want and they'll cut it as thick or as thin as you want and so that's what i was going for that texas Restaurant style, or not, um, it is a restaurant, but I call it Texas barbecue restaurant style turkey is what it was. And it's, all I did was hit it with that, my new prototype Texas brisket rub. It's TX brisket rub, I thought. It is. So ever since I got Jolene, I've been working on my my Texas style brisket, the salt pepper brisket. And I'm making so many of them. I said, well, I just, it started out with just like a big empty tone shaker I had. And I would just add the pepper in it and the salt in it, and I might tweak it a little bit here and there, but it's mainly like, I think it's 14 mesh pepper that I bought, and then kosher salt, like Morton's kosher salt from Sam's. I bought a big box, and I would just ratio it out. I didn't necessarily 
You were adding a little garlic, a little herb. Yeah, I put something in it just to make it my own twist on it. Because some of them, some of them, they do have a little other stuff in them. Yeah. And I would just keep a shaker of that, and I was putting it on brisket. And so it's got to the point where I think it's good enough to sell. <laughs> and, I've, and I like using it. It's good on everything. I've used it on steak. It's great on ribs. It's really good on turkey. Yeah. And it makes phenomenal brisket. I'm, we're talking those, you know. So we are going to sell it in yeah, a couple yeah. weeks here. I, I, I got a label up for it. And that bottle was just like a label I printed off on yeah. the <laughs> printer at home. And I said, I got to have something to put it in. So let's put the, let's create some buzz around it. And so hopefully I've got it already uh, formulated and they've sent me samples back and I like it. So I'm just waiting on label design and nutritional analysis and cost. I have no idea what they're going to tell me that much black pepper is going to cost. <laughs> yeah, black pepper is yeah. expensive. But it's not going to, I don't think it'll be bad. It ought to be about the same price as all our other rubs. I hope so. I hope so. If not, I ain't going to afford it. I'm not going to charge, you know, arm and a leg. $15. Salt and pepper. Because <laughs> <laughs> you really could just go blend you. And that's what the whole point of that recipe was. If you want to duplicate this, just do like two parts pepper to one part salt. If you want to throw some else in there, fine. If not, just run it. You know, there's no MSG in it, anything like that. I think the only other thing I put in it was like a little bit of onion, a little bit of garlic, and maybe some herbs like oregano or parsley or something. I can't I got the recipe wrote down and everything. I'm not going to give it out. Yeah. I mean, it's exactly what I did. But no injection, no brine. <laughs> no injection, no brine. You could. Yeah. If you wanted to. I was going to ask. If you wanted you. to. Yeah, if you wanted to inject that turkey breast or brine it. It'd been really good, and I may do that next week. Because we got another one. Yeah, because I got one more in the freezer. Well, actually, two because it's a whole package. It's got two of those big breasts in it, and so I may, I may brine, I may brine one and jack one, see what it goes. Yeah. that's going to be some good eating. Now this this turkey is perfect for making sandwiches. It made a killer killer Heck sandwich. Yeah. I'll talk about that after we finish how I cooked it. So. It goes on the pit, and in Texas, they use offset pits. That's how they smoke them with post oak most of the time. You could use pecan. I wouldn't deviate too far away from that if you want true Texas style. But, hey, if you want a hickory smoked turkey breast, salt and pepper, go for it. I mean, But you could but use it, really any pit. You could. You could use any pit. I run it 275 for about two hours, the good steady smoke, and then, then this is what puts it over the top, <laughs> finishing it in the stick of butter. And – I don't know the where I where I saw this is Aaron Franklin. I mean, this ain't my recipe. Aaron Franklin gave this out. This is how they do it in the restaurant, and so I was just doing it. To see if it was just yeah, that's do first the time salt, I did pepper it. rub, smoke it, wrap it yeah, with the butter, butter and, that and then that's it, and then let it rest and slice it up and serve it. Yeah. So that's what I did, and I put a stick of butter. It was just regular old salted butter, half a stick on bottom. Put the breast in there, like skin side up or top side, whatever you want to call it, down on that butter. So it's cooking upside down the next part of the cook. Put the rest of the butter on top, wrapped it up tight, stuck a probe in it. When it got to about 162-ish, you know, I pulled it off and let it rest and um, sliced it after about 30 minutes. You know, I was impressed when you pulled it out of that wrap. It looked the same as when it went oh, in. Oh, yeah, the butter. I mean, Pepper all, was still stuck on it. The bark was still there. That's what the two hours in that good dry post oak smoke does. It creates that bark, that kind of crust on mm-hmm. the outside. So everything's stuck. Like if it, when I picked it up to wrap it, if it would have all you know, been sticky and rubbed off some, it probably would have come off in that much butter. Yeah. But since you know, since and it's the set. the steam in the butter, yeah. Yeah, since it's set, it all stuck to it. And it's still like the, the few pieces that are left in the refrigerator still got that good crust mm-hmm. on it. Just, I just ate a piece while ago. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I've been snacking on it all week. I yeah, just go by good. there and tear me off a piece. It's good for, it's just all natural turkey breast. I mean, how can that be bad yeah, for you? just a little butter. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, that but that don't even count. That's I don't just, think so either. It don't it's count. still it's still juicy cold in that bag too. But so in in the video, I cooked four of them, which is two whole birds. Yeah, and three of them we vacuum sealed up, and we took what what would you say was about a cup of that butter drippings? Maybe even less than that. Maybe a two thirds. Maybe yeah. It, I mean, it's a good amount, and we poured I that in the bag. Kind of splashed it in. And then, yeah, but I poured it up in a in a measuring cup. I didn't really measure. I just that was the closest thing to me to pour yeah. that butter in. And so I poured it in there, and you put it in the bag and sealed it up. I stuck them in the freezer, and they'll be ready to go. I mean, how are you going to reheat those? First, I would let them thaw out. Like I, the plan is probably to eat those hunting, take them to deer camp or duck camp or whatever. But yeah. I would just take them out of the fridge and let them thaw out. And then, like a day or two. yeah, you could pop it in the microwave and reheat it. You could put it in the oven, put it back on the smoker. It just needs to come back up to 140 at this point. Uh, they're not sliced. I'd, I'd probably slice them cold and reheat it or make sandwiches. You could just make sandwiches out of it. That's what I was going to say. Could you just thaw it? Slice it's ready it, to make go. Sandwiches? It's ready to yeah. go. I mean, you'd want it to be in a, you know, you don't want to get froze like that. It needs to yeah. be completely thawed and then it's fine to go. Um, and it, so the sandwich that I did, and this was killer. Two pieces of white bread, no toast, no nothing. You didn't toast your? No, I, I didn't. Mine. Oh, did you? Yeah. I put mayo on both sides, pretty course, heavy. Yeah. Turkey and then shredded lettuce, like iceberg lettuce. It was leftover from taco night. Yeah, <laughs> leftover from taco night. And there's this, there's this taco dressing that that a local Memphis company sells or started called Poncho's Tropical Dressing, and I call it like a Mexican vinaigrette. It's kind of mustardy. I figured out the rest of it sweet. too, and yeah. it's it's really good. And I drizzled that all over that lettuce and that sandwich, and that's it. And it made that turkey sandwich was so good. I made mine, but I didn't think to put the ponchos on it because you made yours after I made mine. I made mine, and it was a really good turkey sandwich. But then I took a bite of yours without ponchos dressing on it. That stuff's good. If it gave it just a little it. sweet, little mustardy vinegary, vinegary. yeah. With, yeah. A little bit of oregano that went with that white pepper and salt flavor, the turkey and the smoke. It was good. If you would have put a fresh tomato on there with it, it would have been or like. Or some cheese or some bacon. I'd have been redoing my club then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't think it This was just a cheese, quick sandwich. But... So, um, one thing I thought about uh, if you, once you pulled that turkey off the smoker, it's wrapped up. You let it rest for 30 minutes or so yeah. before we sliced it. But you could have thrown that in a cooler. Oh, it would have been good for hours. Yeah. Yeah. You could have taken it everywhere. And it would have, you know, with a regular turkey, you've got the skin. The skin can get soggy. Can You know, you can lose some right, of right. the skin when you're holding. It's not going to do that with the with the skin yeah. off and that black pepper salt yeah. crust on it. That's what I thought. Yep. And that would be a really good one to take somewhere if you had to. Yeah. Because I mean, it... Because it's it would stay warm for so long, and you know once it gets below one forty, you're on the clock when it needs to be ate or refrigerated. But it would take it a few hours to get down there, and it's going to be perfect right at one forty. I mean, that's it's that's going to get eaten fast. Yeah. Now I, I did uh, temp it just to be curious what they were after thirty minutes. They were still like one sixty. It didn't drop much. And you didn't I have it in the cooler either. No, I just let them sit out. It was kind of cool that day too. Yeah. Wasn't hot, you know. That. It's probably 55, I would say, outside, and it sat there for 30 minutes. They were still 160 degrees because you can see the steam coming off when I was cutting it. What if you bought a you bought a turkey, deboned the breast, you know, pulled the breast off the the turkey, a whole turkey, 
Um, but it's not going to be that size. What if it's like half that size? What would your cook time be? Oh, it would speed it up. I'd probably, you know, so, just say if, for instance, somebody asked, can you do this with chicken breast? Yeah. Something small like that. Yeah. I would say 30 minutes to set the seasoning and then finish it in butter the, the other 30 minutes. It, it usually, a, usually a big chicken breast like that. And I'm talking, you know, one that's eight ounces or yeah. so would take about an hour. Smaller ones about forty five minutes, but you could do that with turkey. You know, with a larger size turkey breast, or I want you to do it with chicken breast now. That'd be good. Yeah. Heck yeah, making chicken sandwiches. That would be real good. I have to try that. Would it work for a bone in turkey? Yeah, turkey breast. I mean, turkey breast. You could do that same. I mean, I, I don't see why it wouldn't pull the skin of it off and do the same thing, and then you cut them off right there. And yeah, that there's no reason why that wouldn't work. I mean, it's pretty. Pretty basic salt yeah. and pepper. It don't get any more simple than that. <laughs> it was salt pepper. And yes, it would work. I mean, the times are going to be different. You know, when it comes to cooking turkey, I found the biggest thing is just get you a decent th- the thermworks dot is the easiest and cheapest one that I know that's really super accurate. About what 30, 30 40 bucks at yeah. the most. They kept run them on sale for twenty five all the time. We've had that one we use in the kitchen for two three years. Now. Yeah, if you know that. So with this recipe, I would say. To 140 is when you want to get it wrapped with the butter. And you could take a whole breast and wrap it up with the butter, too. And, I mean, you, there's no reason why you couldn't. You could spatchcock, a whole, take that whole breast, cut the backbone part out, lay it out like a spatchcock, cook, cook them like that, and then wrap that whole thing up, and then cut them off. I, mean, I bet it would be really good now yeah. that I think about it. Because cooking it on the bone like that gives you, gives you so flavor. much more flavor. Yeah. I mean, I'm, like, I'm really going to play with brining them and injecting it because I just did it. Straight turkey meat with that season and oak smoke. Simple, simple, simple. And the flavor was phenomenal. It was, it was really, really good. good. Yeah. You thought that it would looked ugly, the bottom side. Well, just where it lays on the, you know, the bar grates, but that's part of it. I like the way it looked. Like, it looked it like it was been really cooked on a pit. Mm-hmm. It was pit cooked. Yeah, you couldn't fake that. With no pellets involved in that one. <laughs> Not knocking my pellets, but <laughs> <laughs> That was Jolene at her finest. <laughs> what did I say? Log fed, fed her log. <laughs> I don't even realize I say stuff like that. Just uh, feed her logs. Or just give her, no, you well, said somebody, give her the wood. Have you seen the comments? Uh-uh. Is just it? give her the wood. She'll do what she wants her to do. <laughs> That's right. Good woman should. Is <laughs> <laughs> that right, Shayla? <laughs> so on the... um. <laughs> You know, that one thing I wrote down here is um, that's not something people would expect to get on Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's, that's why it's not traditional at all. Yeah. Thanksgiving fair. But if you did it like while you're smoking your traditional Thanksgiving and had that, burger, Yeah, had another one. Man, you could do – see, that's the great thing about doing those, especially if you can get those big ones. You could do two different ways, you know, and you could do a Cajun one like that. Then oh, you could yeah. do your – you know, the Texas one. Or you could do a traditional one, and then you could do – that. I mean, there's – you could get some different flavors going on, and it'd be really good. A jerk turkey, you see, that's there. You go. I thought, I thought about doing that too. Jerk, jerk turkey, turkey breast. I bet you. That'd Would be you really glaze good. it at the end with a yeah, sweet like glaze? A, like, like the jerk sauce the I did for yeah. the wings. Man, that'd be good. Or the pork. Yep. Yeah, I bet it'd be really good. Um. So moving on to our main topic for the evening. That's I wouldn't change nothing. I, <laughs> that, I, that, that's I, a good I didn't one. even have that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I knew it was. I thought figured it was coming, but. <laughs> 
No, I wouldn't change anything on that recipe. Just maybe try it a few Too different easy. ways. Yeah, yeah. It was play super with it. Easy. Use that one. Use that as a guide, like to how to cook it, and then play with all your flavors however you want. Yeah. Injections, uh, seasonings, marinades, whatever you want to do to it. That's just it's, base layer. That was this the is base how to level. cook. Yeah, that's the simplest way I, I could show you how to do a Texas turkey. So we had it on our um, kind of you know when we lay out our topics, we try to plan ahead. We had it on about hosting Thanksgiving and Christmas holiday parties, but I thought that was boring. Yeah, we've been talking about that a bunch anyway. Uh, yeah, so last minute I decided to do controversial barbecue topic. Ooh. What's, what's, <laughs> what are those going to be? I don't. I don't. I didn't prepare anything for this one. I just said, I, "You tell me when to be here." I'm gonna throw um, some topics out, and you give me your opinion. I could do that all day long. <laughs> the, uh, you have a big list, or is this going? Because how much? I mean, you know, I got a couple. Right. Well, I'm, I'm ready to fill the time. Not gonna get me in any kind of trouble, is it? With the barbecue police. When have you ever cared about the barbecue <laughs> police? You seem to piss them off pretty good. Um. So what's the first the controversial first one, what would, topic? What do you think the first controversial topic would be? Pellets. Oh, yeah, Pellets that's a pretty versus charcoal. So. We've talked about this before. But. Yes. Point blank, you're not going, pellets are not going to be coals or real wood smoke any day, hands down. As much as I use pellet grills and as many different ones as I have, I will be the first to say, they don't come. They don't come close to it. Now, is it good? Yeah, it's good barbecue, but it's not. There's Easy. no. There's no duplicating that real wood fire and the smoke you get from it with a good proper airflow. I. I mean, that's that's fact. But you use them. But I use them. And you I like use them, them and I like them. I like them because they're easy. I like them because they cook good. It's even heat, and you know you can get some smoke flavor. You don't have to worry about over smoking something, and you know they're easy. Would you ever um, use them for a big contest? Did I absolutely did not have access to any of my other pits? No, you have access uh, to your other pits. No, there's no way. <laughs> no way. If but I still throw some wings on them for Saturday afternoon. Yeah, all day long. I mean, I use it to cook turkey. I'm probably going to cook. I don't know if I'm, I'm not probably going to fire up Jolene for cooking Thanksgiving. No. I'm going hunting all week and I'm going to cook Thanksgiving turkeys and hams. I'm, 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 you think I'm going to have a pellet grill going? Yeah. <laughs> Guaranteed. It's well, hard to beat that pellet grill turkey. I mean, yeah. you know, just for eating. I've noticed that you get better. But you're talking contest too. Yeah. I was just throwing it all out there. What about electrical smokers? What's your opinion on electrical smokers? Never cooked on one, not even once. So, what? I, and I don't recommend them. I mean, I know that's what people have. Some people, that's the only thing they have access to. I don't. I mean. I don't think for the money you spend on that, I'd spend a, spend a couple more hundred bucks and get me a pellet grill or a Weber Smoky Mountain. Do you think an electrical smoker and a pellet smoker are about the same level of ease? I would rank. Operate? I would rank the electrical one. Below. Yeah, they're probably about just as easy. I mean, um, that's what I'm saying. If you're, yeah. if you're going to buy an electrical one for ease of use, yeah, it's. I mean, that's it's pretty easy. Why not they, mostly they just operate off like a a pellet puck or something like that, a puck of wood or. You can put some chips on an element or something, and it's not. They don't move the air and stuff. It's 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 kind of just like conventional oven cooking, really. So, what's the difference between an electrical smoker and a pellet smoker? Would you say? Well, at least you're burning wood on the. That's your heat source on the pellet grill. With and the, the air's moving a little more. Most of those pellet grills are based on like um, 
the stick burner design because they, they have the fan pushing there and it's drawing good air out. Well, those electrical ones aren't doing that. They're just radiating heat. It's just radiant heat in there. Gotcha. I mean, it's producing some smoke, but most of it don't have anywhere to go except inside itself. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I hadn't paid that attention, that close of attention to, to many of them, but uh, it's just not for me. You're not down on the electrical smokers. I'm not down on electrical smokers. I've, I've had the opportunity to cook on them, and people said they would give me some, and somebody offered us to do a cookbook on one. I said, yeah. I'm not cooking on electrical smokers. <laughs> Why would there's there's too many other ones out there now. If, if now if that was the only thing I had and I was out somewhere and wanted to cook something, would I cook on it? Yeah, I probably would. I'd cook in a clay pot with you know <laughs> a heating element too though. <laughs> make something work. You'd dig a pit. Yeah, too. I'd dig a pit too. <laughs> but I would stay. I'd stay away from them. Don't waste your money. Go ahead and save a little bit more and buy something decent. Next topic. Fire it at me. MSG. I think that's, <laughs> people that are, say they're allergic to MSGs are just sissies. What's a little headache? Anything for something delicious? I'm I'm pro MSG. I like it. I love Chinese. I love cheap Chinese food. Chinese buffets. They're loaded with it. You can't tell me I go in there and eat my General Tso's chicken that they're not using MSG, and uh, I'm for it. You might it might give you a little discomfort, maybe a little headache or something, <laughs> <laughs> but. I ain't scared of it. There's I a lot worse things. Are, they, they they can't link headaches. Yeah, it's the same thing with gluten. I don't. Yeah. I wish I could put some gluten in all my stuff just so people. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you have a problem? Just put with some gluten. ad gluten. Gluten added. <laughs> extra gluten. Yeah, added. extra gluten added. I'm like that. Liquid smoke. I still use asbestos now. <laughs> I don't use liquid was- smoke. Liquid smoke. Oh. I hate liquid smoke. I do too. It's so fake. Why? I mean, it reminds me of the drippings out of my pipe on the old hickory. Yeah. All that moisture condensation. That's pretty much what it is. It's condensation. When I smell that it, they catch from, it reminds me of cleaning smokers. Yeah. I can't stand it. I can tell when it's in something. Yes. I don't want to see it in a barbecue sauce. It's just fake, and there's no place for it. And I got ruined on it when I was a kid. My granny used to have it in the refrigerator, and she'd put it on her – like she'd do a skillet burger – and smother it in liquid smoke, and you taste it for two days after you ate one. It was yeah. like, you, you've ever heard Eddie Murphy talk about the Big Mac? Yeah. <laughs> it was that it's way it was. Bread. It was a granny Big Mac. <laughs> it was two pieces of white bread, then smothered burger in liquid smoke. It probably had a slab of Velveeta cheese on it and ketchup, and it would just turn into this glob, orange-pink glob. But I love McDonald's. Yeah, that's, that was it. <laughs> Got you a Big Mac. <laughs> that's a mama burger. We ain't making no Big Mac. I had the same. Did you have that same experience? Yeah. I think maybe everybody did. That yeah. They don't know. No, Michael don't know nothing about. Oh no, he don't white know. White bread burgers. Yeah. Lucky to have that. <laughs> yeah. Peppers and onions hanging out. It. <laughs> uh, grass fed beef. Oh man, I want mine finished out on corn at least. <laughs> no, I'm. Like yeah, I, I don't. You know, grass fed. I, I feed my corn deer, man. <laughs> I mean, I feed my deer corn. I guess that's what I should have said. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of grass. I mean, it's. But that's more of a personal opinion. I, yeah. I, yeah, it really is. What What is the deal with grass fed beef? Is it supposed to be healthier? For yeah, you? it's supposed to be healthier. Okay. They, those animals had to walk around and they graze. They didn't all oh. eat in a line with portioned out antibiotic to <laughs> corn or whatever it is they feed them. So were they certain diet? 
Yeah, they're much leaner. There's no, they're breeding the damn fat out of them. Oh. They're bleeding, not breeding all the taste out of them. You give me a marbled up, I want a cow that's been tied up and rubbed down with beer and <laughs> fed this delicious diet. <laughs> yeah, that's why you think that way you're so good. This cow, <laughs> this, this cows have had the life. They weren't made to go out and walk in the field and take them graze up, climb mountains and eat grass. Well, those joggers was pinned up, probably air conditioned, beer massages every night. I mean, that's where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> they taste better too. I think. Don't talk about happier cows. I think they're pretty You're happy. Like the Lego version of a person. Thanks. Extra marbles. Huh? <laughs> I was Here talking about the, the lifestyle. The life. <laughs> Little Lego lifestyle. Yes, it's <laughs> a good T-shirt. <laughs> it is on the back. Just have extra marble. <laughs> Be gold grade. But no, yeah, I don't. I'm not a fan of. I mean, would I eat a grass fed? I'll eat a. I'll eat a. But I don't have any other choice. I'll eat a. Yeah. I'll eat one, but I'm not going out looking for one. You're not picking up. You're not choosing grass fed uh, over regular. No, no, I'm not. Um, wire grill brushes. Oh no, I mean, you know, I used to have all the cheap grill brushes and use them and stuff, and and I've never personally experienced any of those bristles coming off. But I could. They make such cheap ones. It's like Chinese stuff. That makes, you know, just cheaply made and you can get them for four or five bucks. You know, those things are going to come apart. Oh, yeah. And so I try to, I've, I've tried to not use them. I don't, I don't buy them anymore. Um, I've seen too many scary I'll, I'll, I'll use aluminum foil or I'll use, I like the wood scrapers. Um, I've got like, you know, when you buy, when you buy grill grates, they have these different tools they can get. One of them almost looks like a little flat razor blade thing. It's great. Yeah. Scraping down a rack, things like that. I'd rather use than just the old cheap, bristly brush i mean i don't i don't use them i saw a story on facebook which is the reason i came up with this idea anyway is a kid had eaten some uh, yeah. burger and the um had to have that dislodged yeah, or it, cut and operated on yes he got a bristle stuck in his throat and had to go to the emergency room yeah. and pull it out and that ain't no joke i mean yeah. i don't think i mean jamie says that they found them in in their food before really I, thankfully it was before they ate i couldn't tell you the last one of those i've had they used to always you used to get these grill kits, and it'd have one of those and a set of tongs and a big old fork. And you never and I, used, any, I never used any of that stuff. But, you know, you'd use the – I mean, back then, I would always grab one of those and go to – they don't last very long. You know, those bristles are going somewhere. <laughs> when you've done wore it all down, I mean, where do you think it went? It's on the grill. You come back behind it. I mean, it's better to, to uh, Clean your grill right after you get through cooking on it. It comes off really easy then, and use like a rag with oil and wipe it down real good. And probably won't have to worry about that. Do what you say, not what you do. That's huh? right. That's right. Um, Start with clean racks every time. <laughs> injecting. Um. Specifically, injecting with phosphates. Yeah. Um. I don't. Man, that's one that's, I don't know if it's controversial. I don't like to eat it. Uh, I don't know why. I mean, it seems like it's it a ups- mental thing. No, maybe you probably laugh at me and say, oh, you're being weak about that too. Because you'll eat, I'll eat it. But it does stick with you if you, if you use too much of it. Or it'll just put you in the bathroom. That's all I can <laughs> say about that. If you want to be put in the bathroom, eat you a bunch of it. We do it, we use it in competitions all the time. It, it's a fact that it does cause the meat to, Retain more moisture if it's used right. And so, so are y'all 
Oh, yeah. I wouldn't want to go to a judge's port of after a contest here. Is People loading them up with all kinds of I stuff. I don't think y'all are the MSG, only people that yeah. inject phosphates. No, no. But, uh, but you know, I don't use it at home. Because, I mean, we, the only you, thing I, you know, we, I never really put it in port much. Um, I would use some in a contest. But at home, I would never put, you know. A pork, yeah, I, I really don't even use a pork injection at home. And then if I do, it's usually something like a, almost like a brine where it's just brown sugar and salt that we've melted down just to add a little more flavor in it. But most of the time, I just go natural, even in brisket. Here lately, the briskets I cooked, I don't inject them. Now, the contest, I'm loading it up. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's getting a full dose. Same thing for chicken and same thing for the pork. Turkey. You always usually inject, but you're not injecting with. Yeah, but I don't, usually I make a a, but, a Creole butter injection. If mm-hmm. I if I'm on if I'm gonna inject turkey, it's gonna be a butter injection. Yeah, I just like that richness it gives it, and a little more like chickeny broth flavor in there. It's kind of a poultry flavor, and I don't I don't ever add the phosphates to it that when I'm eating it at home. So you you're not opposed to injecting? No, I'm not opposed to injecting at all. I think it's a great way to get some flavor and some moisture down in the meat, but. I don't. I'm not a fan of eating phosphate. A lot of phosphate. Yeah. A lot of phosphates. But you'll feed it to them judges. I'll feed it to them judges. <laughs> I'll feed them a lot of that MSG too. <laughs> so Maybe and hey, if 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 if, if phosphates is, phosphates is in a lot of our food. Yeah. But it's a lot of food that upsets you too. <laughs> it's price I pay. MSG is well. They they've gotten pickier about that, but yeah. The cost of briskets nowadays. Man, that's. They're pretty diggum high. Yeah. I know that. They are. They uh I don't know if it's controversial. It's just a fact. I mean, I'm not saying they're all controversial. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's not no. that isn't controversial. That it's is it's fact. just like anything. Chicken wings are high now. You can get chicken wings, uh, they're more expensive than a chicken breast a lot of times. And then briskets, you know, it used to be dirt cheap, especially, you know, in States like Texas or, you know, in, in, out in the West where they eat a lot of it. But here it's through the roof because we don't, we, people around here don't eat that much of it. And you, you'll see a $75 brisket, choice grade brisket that's God. skinny and long and thin and Kroger. And that's what they're getting $75 for it. I mean, that's crazy to me. No marbling but, on it. Yeah. No marbling, no fat. So what's a competition brisket average going rate for a competition brisket uh, probably, these days? I'd say 175 bucks. No, uh, without shipping. No, that's probably with shipping. With I mean, shipping. you can figure they're going to be 1199 a pound, and then plus shipping usually. That's what it is. So that's a really good brisket, though. Yeah. But I mean, the days of seeing dollar ninety nine brisket around here, I don't know if we'll ever see that again. Wrapping with full. The old the crutch. Texas crutch, huh? Yeah, I'm a fan. In fact, I probably use more full than I use anything. <laughs> we waste a lot of full. And, and people give me a hard time about, you know, you're getting that in the food and you're going to, you know, you're going to end up, well, it's aluminum poisoning or something. And What's the... I've been using it ever since I've been cooking, so... What's the controversy behind it? Like, why... Well, you... some people say it's cheating. That's why it's called the crutch. Okay. It's like you're leaning on something. If yeah. you're having to cook barbecue with aluminum foil, you, you know, you're cheating. And I don't, I don't think so. I think it's just a way of making better barbecue. I mean, it speeds up the process a little bit, and then it protects it from getting overly smoked or over, you know, get that bad smoky flavor, or you know, and it shields shields it from some heat, so it cooks more even. I mean, it's fools your friend to me. 
Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Now, I'm liking the butcher paper, though. I'm, yeah. I'm pro butcher paper, too. Does butcher paper give you the same result as soil? Um, you don't get the steaming effect using the butcher paper. Now, for briskets where I want that bark to be barky, it's great. Um, I even like it on ribs. I think it gives ribs a great texture. Uh, I don't use it in contests because it's more about we're about trying to get that brisket done and we're glazing everything now anyway for judges. So it's, you know, it's not like I'm wanting that hard bark. Yeah. But I personally like a good bark on my barbecue. So I've, I've here lately, I've tend to use put paper more than I have aluminum full because of that. I like y'all, y'all did some butcher paper, salt and pepper ribs, pork ribs on the drum. Yeah. Ooh. They were so good. Weren't they? Yes. It's something about it. it soaks up some of that fat. So the the bark stays good, but the ribs are still really tender and really juicy. Yes, and it, they're really good. If you hadn't tried them, if you hadn't tried the butcher paper ribs, just with like a, the same kind of black pepper salt rub like I did on the turkey breast, they are phenomenal. Yeah, and that's a Texas style rib. It yeah. really is. And a lot of times they don't just do St. Louis cut; they do the whole slab of spare ribs. Yeah, and they'll still they have all... yeah, they'll still have all that knuckle bone on there. There's some good meat around that knuckle. There bone. is. You can work on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. Well, um, we'd been cooking a lot of salt and pepper ribs at the house, you know, and I, I really like them. And then we had a contest, and I took a bite of some competition ribs, and it's been a while since I had competition ribs, and I was like, man, these are good too. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot I was, I was how on good a kick they there are. for a while. I was just tired of yeah competitions tasting stuff, you know, yeah. sauce and typical barbecue rubs. I wanted Real something sweet, different. I wanted to taste the meat, taste the smoke, and that's what you get. When you cook them that way, especially on like a drum or offset, it's just old school as it gets to mm-hmm. me, flavor wise. I love it. Um, what temp to take pork to? Specifically, pork loin. Yeah, they released a thing not too long. I mean, it's been some years now, but they lowered the the doneness temperature. Guy. Yeah, for for pork, especially loin. To what it, got, it was always like people said 165, well, they took it or maybe 145, and they look, took it down to say it's safe at 135. And so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a fan. That's where I, that's what I've always been cooking oh. mine. I, I'll cook it to about 135, let it carry over. It's about 140, which is perfect. And it's more medium. There might still be a touch of pink on it, but it's not going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like we're eating old trichinosis hogs. Like back in the back of the, I don't think there's been a case in domestic swine. I don't know when, but is that why they work? You can get it from bear meat. <laughs> okay, is that why you uh, they said to take it to one sixty five to kill? Well, yeah, it was always a thing. It was yeah. a thing. That's the whole thing. Like kill cooking process. I got you. Got to take it. It's got to stay at that temperature for so long to be safe to eat to kill all the bacteria that, that could possibly be in it. And that's where those guidelines came from. They didn't want people getting sick. Or they noticed they were getting sick from eating undercooked food. Yeah. So they come out with those guidelines. And still, ground pork. So if you're eating ground pork, you still got to take it up, you know, to 165. Yeah. Or, but pork loin. It's so much better at 135. Try it down there if you've never done it. I've pulled some at 130 and let it carry over to 135. It's, it's good. a little pink in the middle, but, man, it's good. <coughs> Juicy. Oh, it tastes like it's our, all your flavor is yeah. at those temperatures. Once you get it up to where it's solid, it's it's kind of thick and it's all white, and you don't cook all the flavor out of it. <laughs> it you, know, you really have. You yeah. dried it out. Um, what about beef? What temperature is medium rare? 
for me, it's one. I take it if I want something medium rare, I'm pulling it off at one twenty five, one twenty four, one twenty five. It's going to carry over to about one twenty eight to one thirty. That's perfect medium rare. Um, I guess there are some- you see people. I don't know. Understand why you see people talk different temperatures when they're when they're talking that. That's this is what I now. This is coming from me. <laughs> I'm not a trained <laughs> beef charts or nothing. This is just what I've seen and how. I, seen and when it. I'm cooking it, what I call medium rare, that's where it's coming off at. Yeah. Is that controversial? I don't know. Maybe I started one on that one. <laughs> Some people say medium rare is like 135. Yeah. And that's like heck no. You've done what the medium fixing to carry over to medium medium well. Mm-hmm. Five more degrees, and you're if you go to 140, you're well. You've ruined whatever you're cooking. You know. When it comes to beef, so especially if it's like a ribeye, mine's 120 rare, 125 medium rare, 130 medium. That's where I take my steaks and steak contest, and then medium well to, is 135. And I never cook know. one past yeah. 135 unless it's a total accident. <laughs> <laughs> total accident, something's gone bad, yeah. wrong. That's my that's that's the how to barbecue right standard scale <laughs> for cooking beef. It really just needs to go from one twenty to one thirty five, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't say finish. You're saying I pull them at that. Yeah, pull them at those temps. It's not going to rise five to seven degrees, as we learned in an earlier video. Burnt ends that aren't brisket burnt ends. Oh man, that's controversial as it comes, ain't it? (laughs) Hey, to me, if it's on the edge of something and it's been smoked and seasoned and it's got, cubed. And it don't have to be cubed. I don't care if you cut them in triangles or whatever kind of shape they are. It's the outer edges of some kind of meat that's getting, you know, kind of overly cooked and cooked down and almost like a, what are the, what do the Cajuns call them when they fry them up? Rion, Rion, Rion. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't speak French. But that's kind of what it is, you know. I don't care if it's if it's pork, if it's bologna, if, if it's well, brisket. What about the pork belly burn-ins? Are you considering that the yeah, that's burning. Yeah, to me, that's, I've, I've cut them to where it's all going to simulate that burn-in edge. What it's a traditional burn-in is. That's why I called them that. But to me, well, I, actually, I guess I called them that because we were doing brisket burn-ins for a competition, and they were just square cubes. Now, is that a traditional burnt-in of a brisket? Probably not. Mm-mm. That's something that competitions is bastardized and turned in <clears throat> for the judges into burn-ins, these perfectly little cubes of deliciousness. Yeah. I mean, they really are delicious. But to me, a traditional burn-in is those edges on a brisket that you can't sell. It's not going to make the slice. It's the cook's. You know, yeah, it's the cook's night. pieces. Yeah. It's like the first little tip up there. It comes from the flat. Is that a, that's a burn in to me. It's on the end of that brisket and you chop that off and start squaring it up before you make your slices. And as you get back to the point, you can only get, you know, as you're out on the outer edges of that point, you got to cut that off and then you can, you know, cut it up into these chunks. It's more chunks than cubes. And yeah. that's the burn ins. And that's kind of what, what to how, how it, how I think it goes. So you're saying if you really want to get technical, not all the brisket burn-ins that you're getting are, are burn-ins. Burn-in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not. I mean, I don't think. Yeah, burn-in can be the burnt edge of anything. It, it, it's not really burnt. It's just overly cooked more than the rest of the meat, ideally. Is yeah. that, does that make sense? Yeah, kind of. How do you do competition burn-ins? Where we we separate from? the flat and point, and then we square it. We, we take all the, you know, shape up the point. 
to where it's almost like a perfect little rectangle. And then we cut that into thick strips and then we come back and we square, you know, cut them across ways and it creates these perfectly little cubes. And then we'll reseason them if they need it, toss them in a little sauce and, and drippings mixture and put them back on the pit to set. And it kind of creates this bark all the way around them a little bit. Cook and then we'll take them and dip good. them in sauce and glaze that. And then they're going in the box and they're uber tender. I mean, they'll just melt in your mouth. A perfect one will. It's almost yeah. like you don't even need teeth. You can just gum it. <laughs> Grandma can eat these, you know. And it's just flavor. I mean, it yeah. really is. There's nothing burnt about them. Nothing burnt about it. No, there's no, if it's burnt, you did something wrong. They're not burnt. I don't know where it came from. That's a that's a good question. Where did that term come from? That might be a research project. Yeah. Which region Port has back, the best I mean, barbecue? Memphis. That's <laughs> You've easy. been interested in the Texas stuff. I love Texas late. barbecue. Memphis is the best. <laughs> uh, was it game day? Somebody had a big sign when they when game day came to Memphis. It said. Uh, Texas barbecue sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it don't. It's really good. But it's really it was good. funny. That- but no, Memphis is the best because it's the king of pork. Pork's barbecue. Officially, pork. When you think of barbecue, you think of pork. I do. More specifically, ribs and pulled pork. Yes. That's what that's what that's barbecue is. That's what we've been raised. That's we've been raised to think. Hog. I mean, that's barbecue, and we do it the best here yeah. in Memphis. That's true. I'll fight. I'll that. fight you for that. Those <laughs> <laughs> fighting words. What about all uh, the other regions of barbecue? They're good. There's no bad barbecue. I like it all. Kansas City barbecue. Yeah, Kansas City's good barbecue. Carolina style. As I love, they do whole. That's where our whole hog style came from. They just stopped at that. They were like content. <laughs> we're just gonna do it this way. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> We're not gonna make it any better. <laughs> so use the salt to make this vinegar sauce go. With it. That's it. It's like, no, we're gonna take it a step further. We're gonna absolutely do it over the, We're gonna over the top it. We're gonna bring that soul into it. That's the one thing they're missing over there. They don't have this. They don't have the Delta soul. Yeah, you know. I think that's what makes Memphis style so good. Yeah. Is we put soul in our barbecue. Well, I think just Southern food. It's it like, is. Yeah. We're gonna make this extra delicious. We're gonna yeah. add some butter, some salt. <laughs> We're just gonna keep going. some onions in it, some garlic. It's going, it's going down. Brown sugar's coming in. Yeah, molasses, all the good stuff. All the good stuff's going to Memphis barbecue. They make a good slaw with some mayonnaise in it mm-hmm. and some sugar, <laughs> like Grandma makes. That's going on it. Then we gonna put some sausage and cheese on there and some dry and some dry ribs. We can taste the rib. Beans, sauce on the side. Maybe we might have some vinegar in it, or vinegar sauce on the side, or yeah. sweet sauce, or a hot sauce to go with it. All that. Do you think there is any wrong type of barbecue? No, I've always said that there's no wrong barbecue. There's some yeah. better than others, and because people are real quick to say that's not real barbecue. Yeah. That's not real barbecue. I don't know about McRib. Is that real barbecue? <laughs> <laughs> you can't call that barbecue. That's faux barbecue. I finally got one the other day. Oh, well, not the other day, but <laughs> okay, bad, what was I'll it like one. a year ago? I got one. Yeah. What do you think? Remind you of cafeteria pork patty barbecue? Yeah, pork I was a little disappointed. What it reminds me of? They used to serve us some some institutionalized version of that in in grammar school, where it was like a pork patty they dipped in some kind of barbecue sauce and maybe a pickle on it, and that was it. Oh, really? With fries and corn niblets. <laughs> Um, charred meats causing cancer. Have you heard that? Yeah, I've heard that. I don't. I don't know if it does or not. 
I would hate, I mean, if it does, there'll be a bunch of us with some cancers. It's like. I've heard that, but I've I don't know if it's too. a fact. I don't, my opinion on it, I'm not going to give up my steak. Yeah. I'm going to quit charring my ribeye. You can, you can count on, I'm just going. You do. Going you. out fat and happy. <laughs> you do you, yeah. That's all I had. Do you have any you'd like to add to that list? Oh, one that hits me right away is the margin versus butter. Oh, That's, yeah. I didn't I get, think about I that. I get called out on that all the time. Why are you using margarine? Uh, and the simple fact is it's easy. Yeah. That's where it came from. We are using it in barbecue contest. A stick of butter sitting out at room temperature is just going to melt. Well, we can have that blue bottle, the magic blue bottle out all day long. It just gets and better. It just it? gets better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it gets looser. It's easier to come out. I don't, um, and that's, that's the biggest, you know, reason for it is it got made with chemicals and probably doesn't meet California's code of plastics or whatever <laughs> that stuff goes in. I don't know. They don't even, you know, they don't even sell that. You can, it's hard to find in California. Yeah. I've had people tell me we can't find parquet in, in parts of California. I can't and imagine other, that. It's like a staple. It's like, you have a mayonnaise in a bottle, in a bottle, <laughs> a bottle of squeezy parquet or a tub. But I guess I, my first experience was it was with the tub, like country crock margarine or whatever. Is that margarine too? Is yeah. Country crock. Yeah, it's all hey, well, man-made butter. When at at our house, we only use the squeeze bottles when you're doing some barbecue. Yeah, you know, it, yeah. I don't ribs or you're not using it to make competition. Yeah, toast it's mostly or, butter. Yeah, it's not going on toast and. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think you'd notice that big a difference in the yeah. slab of ribs if it had some if it had margarine in it versus real butter. I've tried; it's not that noticeable. There's been several people. Uh, we've tried the really expensive butter to cook chicken with in competitions, and I've about decided that the cheaper stuff works better. Really? Yeah. We've it's always different. used like Kerrygold Irish butter for yeah. our chicken, and I'm not opposed to using the cheap squeeze butter. Same thing with the cooking spray. So people ask me why you're using the cooking spray. I mean, that's you know, why would you want to put some kind of product like that on that turkey last week when I was you know basing it with yeah. it? I was like, because it's easy and it works. Man, I don't know. I was just my that's what I that's what I did. You yeah. know, I always use that. Could you have melted some butter and basted that on it? Yeah, of course you could. Could you put butter <clears throat> melted butter in like a spray bottle? It don't do as well. I've tried it. They don't. They don't want to spritz right. Yeah. They make butter pan, though. You could do that. <laughs> <coughs> but, no, that's about, uh, I'm sure there's a ton more controversy. Uh, we'll have to revisit this. You'll have to remember what you asked me, and we'll yeah. revisit it again. I'll make a, start making a note every time we get an angry email. Did we uh, did we set some dates for our upcoming um, classes that we're going to do? We are doing two classes in February. They're both in February? One of them, I haven't got the, we haven't firmed up the official date for the one in Jackson, Mississippi, or is it Madison, Mississippi? It's a Madison. It, Madison, The, the grills of Mississippi. But we will be doing a contest or a class there on a Saturday in February, and we do have a date for um, a class in Memphis Barbecue Company, but I don't have that date in front of me. It's in February. We'll have more information on those, yes. but they're going to be... Um, more like backyard skills type classes. Yeah, actually the one at the Memphis Barbecue Supply. It's a grilling class, right? It's a grilling class. It's a grilling class. class. Those will be up, so be looking for more information on that. Oh, and uh, I wanted to mention this. My buddy uh, Jimmy Parsons and, and Chuck Edwards, they're doing a steak class. They have one um, 
I think it was last year sometime. Probably, I don't know if it was the beginning of the year, but. It was um, right before. Right it was up in Jackson, Tennessee. That one was. Before we went to Atlanta. Yeah. I remember having the conversation with Russell about it. And they, um, they're so they're doing another one, and it's open. Um, they The people have been winning with that took that class. They've had like mm-hmm. three winners, multiple second place, and other, t- you it's know, It's not that fives. expensive of a Yeah, class. no, it's a great class. So anybody's looking for a steak class. And you get a steak dinner that, with it. Yeah, and you get to cook a Wagyu. They're doing those. Um, same steaks, I think, that we cooked out there at the World Foods, I think. The Hasselback? Yeah, the Hassle Beef Company or whatever. They're they're getting those. Man, those were... You get your own Wagyu steak, I think, to cook at the class. It's wow. pretty cool. Y'all check that out. Um, I, I don't know the date on it. I think Jimmy told me, but I don't have it right in front of me. I should have wrote it down. I did have someone email me and say that they uh, they sent me a link to an article uh, with Dak Prescott playing like this. Everything is possible for the Cowboys, even the Super Bowl. They're not going to go through the Vikings, and they, you know, they already lost that one. Don't you think they're going to beat them? Another? I ain't buying it. <laughs> I like Dak. I think he's a good guy. I'm just saying. I'm not throwing away my Super Bowl, Cowboys Super Bowl. Okay, ticket, ticket winning ticket. <laughs> Hang on to that one. Well, I'm still got my uh, fingers crossed that the Vikings can do something. So how are the Vikings doing right They're now? doing good. They're second place in the north behind <laughs> Green Bay. So They got to go through Green Bay first. Got to go through Green Bay. They got to play them again. And then when, when do they play them again? Uh, they're, they're, their next few games are pretty tough. They've got to play like San Francisco or Seattle, San Francisco, and then Green Bay and Chicago and Detroit, I think, is the rest of their schedule. I don't know exactly what order. I know Seattle thinks this week. So How are you doing in fantasy football? I'm number one. Need to bring Justin back, have a season revisit where we're at. Believe it or not, your boy is in, <laughs> in first place. First place. I think I'm nine and two. He's so Second. excited because he's surprised him. Yeah, I'm really surprised. <laughs> I'm nine and two. Uh, we've got this is week twelve. Is this week twelve? I think it is. So what do you got? Sixteen? Do y'all no, do- week fourteen starts playoffs. Okay. So I'm I've already clinched my playoff spot, so I can tank the next couple games. Still have a spot in the playoffs. Then it's all bets off. You gotta, you gotta keep yeah. winning. So, I'm gonna keep doing what I do, <laughs> which is not much. <laughs> <laughs> well, right after the draft, they uh, put up a, I guess it was a chart that says how they ranked your yeah your picks how you did picks and you had like a D. <laughs> I know it wasn't good. Wasn't so good. what did that know? What do they know? What do they know? What do them guys yeah. know? Yeah, what are those rankings. Rodney know? had an A. Yeah. Anyway. I'm doing. I'm killing it. I'm, I'm going for the trophy. Might be hosting the draft party again next year. I'm pretty sure you will be. <laughs> no, it's been a good football season. My Tigers Rebels have stunk it up. But our bowl game's going to be the Egg Bowl. <laughs> That's why it's going down. That's coming up this week. So we got Thanksgiving this next week. Yep. We're going to my family Sunday. My family for Thanksgiving. Your doing a lot of deer hunting, Thursday. so we won't have a podcast. We'll yep. be back after that. We'll wrap this year up. We'll start doing some holiday stuff for Christmas yeah. and the new year. And We got a ham, possibly. <clears throat> probably, a, yeah. I, 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 a ham and some holiday app. Yeah, that's, that sounds good to me. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to squeeze in a dessert. Or, I was thinking something about Christmas morning style, some of, that, you know, some of the recipes that you do, translating them to a grill recipe. Yeah. It's kind of like a treat. I don't know if you call it a dessert, but it's... Well, you, I still use your... Um, Breakfast casserole. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a, that's all. Awesome. I don't usually do it on the smoker. I do it in the oven, but it's your exact recipe. Yeah. 
Well, y'all uh, keep an eye out for that PK thing starting this weekend and running all next week. And mm-hmm. Shell, where can they find us? If you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's How to BBQ Right on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and of course YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram and Twitter. All right. Well, hey, we appreciate y'all checking out. Everybody have a happy Thanksgiving out there. Happy Thanksgiving. And we'll see you in two weeks. Yes. We gone.